Shalom Aleichem, welcome to Tune In, the weekly podcast series from the Yiddish Book Center. I'm Aaron Lansky. In the early years of the 20th century, the historian Shimon Dubnov issued a public call for Zamlers, volunteers to recover Jewish historical documents from the Shtet and Shtetlach, the cities and towns of Eastern Europe. The Yiddish Book Center relied on that precedent when we issued a call for Zamlers to help us rescue endangered Yiddish books. Together, our hundreds of volunteers have shipped us well over a half million Yiddish volumes, many of which would otherwise have been lost or destroyed. I'm here today with one of our most experienced and perhaps most intrepid Zomblers, Robert Itzik Goldenberg, who for many years now has run a cross-border collection effort from Toronto and southern Ontario down through New York State. I'm going to start off by asking you just tell us uh, your name and where you live and uh, how long have you been a Zomler? Itzik Goldenberg, or Robert Goldenberg. I live in Fort Erie, Ontario, which is uh, right across the river from Buffalo, New York. Um, uh, I've been a Zomler since the first summer program at the National Yiddish Book Center that I went to in 1993, I believe. So that's about 20 years. That is a long tenure, and I understand you're a different sort of a Zomla. You're kind of like the Canadian connection. Can you explain that? Well, there's a, uh, I'm in the middle of a chain of Zomlers. Uh, th- there aren't many Jewish books, Yiddish books, uh, here where I live. As a matter of fact, in Fort Erie, there isn't even or- an organized Jewish community. But... Um, Toronto is about two hours from here, and that's where I've been doing most of my collecting over the years. Uh, there have been a number of Toronto Zumlers who um, I've been in touch with, and uh, if I don't get individual calls from donors, uh, a Toronto Zumler will contact me when they have enough um, books to uh, warrant the trip to pick them up. So I, I pick them up mostly from Toronto. Then my Zemmler friends in Buffalo, New York, um, Charlotte and Marty Walpen, who you know well. Sure. Ergande de Bicher Ibe de Granit. You steal uh, across the border with the books. Right. And uh, we, we store them in uh, the Walpen's garage until there's about 50 boxes. And uh, which happens at least once a year. And then um, we call uh, Catherine Madsen, who arranges to have them picked up. So how did you get involved in all of this? How did, how did this start? Well, uh, 1993, as I said, was the first year at the book center. And that same year, or, or could have been uh, uh, about Hanukkah time the year before, we met Nathan Malat at Klez uh, camp, and uh, he's the one that got a hold of us and uh, made sure that uh, we visited uh, the book center. Uh, Nathan was one of the great characters. He came from Vilna and then lived in Vineland, New Jersey, as a chicken farmer, and later ended up owning a hotel in Atlantic City. Right. We, we were uh, very good friends. We visited, stayed over with him a number of times in Vineland, and. Uh, 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 he, he wouldn't let us alone. He insisted that we we go to the book center. This was a uh, uh, this and Kleskamp were really life changing experiences for us. That was the year I retired 
I was a high school chemistry teacher, and uh, this is the new life. But, <laughs> but, but you're, you're right, Nathan is, uh, was an amazing guy. So, so uh, having chatted with you in Yiddish before we began, so uh, how do you speak such a good Yiddish? Well, I was born in 1936 in Toronto. I went to a traditional cheder, um, a real old-fashioned cheder. The Rebbe, the Rebbe's English wasn't too good, so most of what we did was uh, was by rote. We didn't learn Yiddish formally, but uh, the Rebbe would read a sentence from the, the Chumash and translate it in Yiddish, and then one by one the boys did this. And I had Yiddish-speaking parents and grandparents and so on. And the neighborhood we lived in, you could hear Yiddish on the street, so uh, it was familiar. My dad also encouraged me to correspond with him in Yiddish once I uh, moved, moved here from Toronto. And uh, I had a, an aunt who couldn't read or write English, so I would write to her in Yiddish. And, but it, it really, during the years that I was working, it was inactive. Um, only after retirement that uh, it came to life. Now, did you know the literature as well? Had you read Yiddish books? And my my dad would read me stories from from his uh, Sholem Aleichem and parrots, and and uh, humorous pieces from the Yiddish newspaper. Um, we he would take me to um, Yiddish theater and films in Toronto and concerts, chazonas. And uh, we had Yiddish records. I, I used to play them over and over. And in fact, even memorize some of them. What, what, what kind of records? This is Chazanis, or this was actually a Yiddish show? I'm not sure. Marie Schwartz monologue. Oh, wow. Uh, Chazanis Shikr and the, uh, things like that. Uh, I remember as a child uh, seeing Marie Schwartz in Toronto. My dad even took me backstage to meet him. I hear he was larger than life. Oh, it was, uh, he was probably the, like Tomaszewski must have been. He was, uh, I was just a, a young kid, so, uh, maybe nine or ten, and uh, it was the first time I'd seen an actor up close with a heavy ma- makeup. Um, I got his autograph, which I, I regret that I, I didn't save, but... The, the theater that we went to was built as a Yiddish theater in Toronto. It was, it was called the Victory. Huh, where was it? It was uh, in what used to be the, the Jewish neighborhood of Toronto, Dundas and Spadina. I see. Corner of Dundas and Spadina. There, there were a lot of delis around there and Jewish bakeries. The, the Jewish market was around the corner from there, the Kensington Market. Um, and that was the part of uh, Toronto we lived in. In, in the um, 40s and 50s, so. So, so uh, how many books do you think you've uh, zombled over the years? How many books do you think you've, you've picked up for us? I would estimate uh, over 10,000, maybe, maybe 10, 15,000. Wow. Because uh, when I get calls from Toronto, there were many uh, Yiddish-speaking families there, uh, and they were, uh, as expected, they had modest jobs, tailors and 
uh, workers generally, but they had wonderful Yiddish libraries and cultural. Their their minds were were uh, focused this way. Um, let let me tell you the most a, a recent uh, Zumling experience I had. Um, I had a call to pick up uh, books from the daughter of um, a survivor that I knew from from years ago. Uh, who had donated uh, Yiddish books to the book center. He kept back his collection of uh, the Golden Akate and um, the Musterwerk series. Yeah, we should explain what that is, the Golden Akate being the literary journal that Avram Sutzkever published in Israel. And Musterwerk was a series of kind of uh, new editions of classic works of Yiddish literature by Rozhansky down in Argentina. Right, and many... Uh, Many of the, the Yiddish-speaking people in Toronto subscribed to Musterwerk. They would prepay an order. I, I believe they came out ten at a time, and then they, when they were published, they'd they'd get them. But um, uh, in, in any case, the the, the daughter, uh, the, the man I was thinking of, Nahamia Knobel was his name, uh, and his his daughter kept. Uh, a lot of his books after he passed away, and uh, it came to the point where she thought uh, best to send them to the book center. So when I picked them up, I, I was repacking them uh, in, in uh, better boxes for shipping. I noticed one of the copies of uh, De Golden Akate seemed to be thick, thicker than normal. I opened it up. There was an envelope uh, stuffed with it was, it was $300 in $20 bills, old bills no longer in circulation. So this was his, his place of safekeeping. So when I found these, I emailed uh, his daughter, from whom I picked them up. Uh, she said at the time that the following week was her son's bar mitzvah coming up. So I emailed and said that, uh, tell the bar mitzvah boy that his Zeta left him a posthumous bar mitzvah gift. <laughs> so so that, that was, uh, uh, it was a, a really nice experience that something like that happened. Oh, what a wonderful story. And of course, the books were treasures as well as the money that was inside of them. Oh, of course. Of course. So of all the books you've collected, does any one sort of stick out, any particular volume that you uh, took note of as you were hauling them away? Um, well, the ones that, that I uh, enjoyed the most were, were the, uh, the humorous ones, the Noodleman books, uh, Kovner. Kovner was a, um, a columnist in the forwards for many years, and I guess his, his short humorous articles he, he published separately. Um, uh, I, I tended to, to enjoy short stories rather than long novels, but um, uh, now I, I can um, I, I enjoy the historical, reading the historical works in Yiddish. Dubnov's work, Joe Ginsburg. It's a real struggle uh, to become more proficient in Yiddish when you're older. It's, for a child, it's easy, but 
I don't have to tell you, you, the learning curve is uh, steeper when you're older, but it pays off. Oh, that's just wonderful. Just wonderful. Well, it's a golden rug. I want to say, Yashtakoyach, uh, you have really done an extraordinary job these many years, and we're enormously grateful to you. Uh, 10,000 books is no Kleinakite, and uh, it's truly a gift for the ages. So thank you very, very much. Mm, well, uh, certainly a pleasure. It's, it's, it's a worthwhile thing to do when, when you're older. And uh, I hope I can continue. Well, let's say there's a hundred and maybe a little beyond that. And thank you so very much for joining us. Oh, you're most welcome. You've been listening to a podcast from the Yiddish Book Center in Amherst, Massachusetts. For additional interviews and conversations, please visit yiddishbookcenter.org slash audio. Our producer is Agnieszka Ilvitska. I'm Aaron Lansky. Zaymir stark and gesund. Be strong, be well, and tune in again soon.